Fulham result. Yeah, it has been a while. What did you, I mean, we sent each other some messages about, yeah. uh, about the Fulham result, but what did you think about the game and how did you feel afterwards and just your thoughts on that? Um, it, it was, you know, I always come on and I complain about how we just don't look very good. You know, we yeah. don't look silky. I mean, we get results, but we just don't look silky. I think that Fulham game was the first game I've seen this season where there were some signs of silk. <laughs> um, it looked good, man. It was the first game I actually enjoyed. Um, I watched and I enjoyed um, thoroughly from start to, be, start to finish. Good action-packed game. Um, good to see the goal scorers on fire. Bellerin seems to have found some form. Um, the defenders again, you know, we spoke forever concede. I've just come to terms with that and I accept it. Uh, they didn't really do much wrong. Uh, yeah, holding looks like a beast. Uh, you've always been talking about putting holding in the team, and I'm just there like, eh. I-, I see it now. I see it now. He looks like a tank. Um, yeah, I-, I thought it was a good result, man. The, the football is fantastic. That Ramsey goal, my god. Uh, <laughs> I still don't think it's better than the the, the goal against Norwich. That is... That goal. That was... My gosh, dude. Wenger, how dare you? Um, Agreed. But it was was a really good goal. Uh, I dig it, man. It's it's good to see Arsenal doing well. It's good to see the pundits kind of like, you know, sneak in some compliments now. Um, I was watching um, Premier League today and... um, um, the Phil Neville was talking about how he's been rooting for for Arsenal because he knows Unai Emre from the Valencia days. And uh, I watched that clip as well. Yeah. Yeah, and for him, he's not surprised at how well we're doing. At like he he doesn't understand why all these other pundits are like, wow, Arsenal. Or, you know, he's not surprised because he knows the quality of manager that Unai Emre is. So yeah, man, I, I I'm digging it, man. It's good to be an Arsenal fan again, man. I mean. Yeah, sure, we're still not going to win the league because Manchester City and Liverpool are just two, three years ahead of us. Um, but yeah, man, it's good to actually go into games with, with a positive attitude. You know, like you, you concede and your head doesn't drop because you know your, your team won't collapse. Um, yeah, man, I'm digging it. It's good to see guys we, we thought were trash actually performing really well, which shows that it was never the player. But the previous, but the previous regime, you know, guys like Irobi, Bellerin, Mustafi, Czech, you know, I mean, guys, guys, Welbeck, guys who we thought were like, oh, this is the first guy I have to sell. You know, you put in the new FIFA, and then he's the first guy you sell. <laughs> uh, those guys are looking good, man. So yeah, I'm digging it. I'm digging life under Una Emery. Right away, man. Yeah, that's pretty dope. I mean, I've got pretty much the same feelings around that. The Fulham game was super awesome. It reminded me of the 2008, 2009, 2010 days. You know, I felt 
like that when I was watching when I was watching that performance at Fulham. Um, it wasn't the same type of like intricate, uh, free you know what I mean, like free flowing kind of tiki taka stuff. But it was just like steamrolling a team kind of uh, kind of feeling, which is great. Um, you know, and it just makes you think like if you're going all the way back to like 2008, 2009, 2010, uh, you know, that was like 10 years ago. Um, since I felt that way, no, it was great, bro. I really enjoyed that performance against Fulham. Um, we could have kept the clean sheet. Monreal just bombed out at the end of the first half. I don't know what he was thinking. The Port uh, Arsenal, bro. Get those clean sheet hopes out of your mind, bro. Uh Maybe next season, bro. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, the film game, the film game was great. But I really enjoyed it. Um, and you know, some people are like, no, it was just Fulham, and like, look at the teams we've played so far, blah 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 blah. But uh, you know, like the other big teams have been struggling to play against those teams that were just smashing. You know, didn't didn't Man City lose to Wolves? Uh, did they? I think they lost to either Wolves or or um or Huddersfield or something. I know I know Man City lost to a really small team Let's this see. season. Um, Wolves. Uh, Man City versus Wolves. No, they beat Wolves. Uh, did they lose? No, not even sure. Let me check. Oh, if, they, if they haven't lost, then they drew to a team no, that they, they weren't supposed to drew to. Draw oh, to. I can't find it. I think they did lose. I don't think they're undefeated. Right? Let me check. I don't know. Are they undefeated? They shouldn't be undefeated. They have to have lost a game. Oh, no, they haven't lost a game, dude, actually. There's three teams oh. that haven't lost a game. City, Chelsea, and Liverpool. I thought they'd all lost a game already. Yeah, I thought they've all lost a game. Um, but they drew to a team recently this season. I, and I remember watching that game and the commentators were like, well, draws happen, it's football. You know, and I was like, wow, that's, that's, the double standards are crazy. You know, like if Man City draws to a, to a lesser team, then it's just football. You know, the moment Arsenal beats a lesser team, it's the lesser team's fault. They're just weak. They're this, they're that, they're this. Mm-hmm. No, I hear you. I hear you. Um... But yeah, it's, yeah, I'm surprised actually. Three teams that are undefeated so far. Well, now I mean, there's Manu versus Chelsea on the weekend. I expect to, Mourinho to to you know pull some strings there, and get a victory. You think he'll beat Chelsea? I think so. I don't think so, bro. I think the way I mean, things that, are... that United team is just trash, bro. Like it's the worst United team I've ever seen. Um, and not because of the players. It's just they're just playing horrific football. Uh, but I just, you know, Mourinho just does these things where it's like the one day you want him to lose, he just doesn't. Um, so it's probably going to be with you know, But you know, with all the stuff going on, he just more and more and more reminds me of Arsene Wenger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because like with Arsene, it was exactly that. Like the moment you think things are just at a breaking point, just pulls out a 4-0 win against someone. <laughs> no. And then everything's fine again for a few weeks and then things go downhill and then when it's just about to get bad, 
pulls out another four no win against someone else, and that's exactly what Mourinho does. You know, oh, that's crazy. Man. Think about because did you did you hear that story that uh, he was going to get fired when lose a draw last that last uh, Newcastle game? Oh, hectic! Did you hear that story? No, I did not. Yeah, dude, there was a there was it was everywhere. It was on goal. It was uh, on the fan on the fan channels. On it was it was everywhere. Like the rumor was that um, the hierarchy at Man United they were going to fire that weekend of the Newcastle game, the last game they played. Um, yeah. They was going to get fired, win, lose, or draw that game. Like he was actually going to get fired, and it was a big, big, big story uh, going around. Um, going into that game, and then in the first half an hour, they go two 0 down. <laughs> wow! And like wow, yeah, okay, I guess you know this really is the end. And then obviously they came back to win the game three two. Um, and yeah, he's still in the job, so he's just pulling. That's- he's just pulling Austin Wenger stunts, bro. <laughs> He, he he does remind a lot of people of Arsene Wenger, man. Just in the tactics as well, you know, he's he's got outdated tactics. Football's kind of like passed him on, you know, and he's just still parking the bus when everyone else is playing football. Um, it's crazy. I mean, to have Sissi Pogba at centre back, shocking, absolutely yeah. shocking, bro. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. Do you think he stays the rest of the season? No, I don't think he makes it to Christmas. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay, maybe not. Man City, the, the Man City game will be the end of him, bro. I mean, he can he can lose this game on the weekend and whatever, whatever. The Man City game is going to be the end of him because that's not going to be a 1-0 loss. They're going to absolutely let them. But it could be the same with Chelsea, bro. Chelsea at the moment are playing some, some pretty crazy football. You know, so it could be the same as well. Like they just they could just get pumped by Chelsea. They could get pumped by Liverpool. Yeah, Even that's that's. You know what? But the thing with Liverpool and Manu, for some reason, I just don't see Liverpool beating Manchester. I don't know. Why. Yeah, those games are usually really boring, man. I mean, last season's games were atrocious. Who's this? The Liverpool Manu games last season. Yeah, were really. Uh, they were really really bad. Pretty terrible, but I mean, obviously, because United just had to sit, you know, they had no choice but to sit. So, so yeah. Anyways, enough on Manchester United. United, fuck them. Um, back to the Arsenal. Let's get back to Arsenal. Um, all right. So let's start with let's start with Henri. Henri has been made manager of Monaco a few days ago. Two days ago, actually, not even that long ago. Uh, uh, what do you think of Henri becoming a manager? I mean, obviously, we don't know much because this is his first job as like the man in charge. He was obviously with Belgium, <clears throat> the assistant coach over the World Cup. Belgium did good. The players in Belgium speak very highly of him. Um, you know, so what are your thoughts on him as a manager? Um, <clears throat> it's crazy, man. Like this guy is easily my all-time favorite footballer. You know, and um, I just don't want him to like not tarnish his legacy because he can't tarnish his his footballing legacy as a player. But like, 
if he does a horrible job as a manager, you know, that's that's my only like fear, like, is to have a really bad manager, and then his name is Henri. Like, oh, that idea kind of you know rubs me the wrong way. But I'm I'm all for it, man. I think he's one of those names like Zidane, um, where if you're a footballer and he tells you that like you need to go left, you feel the need to go left. Because when he did it, he did it at the highest level, you know. So it's not like guys are going to be doubting. It's not like you're being managed by like a Pardew or something. You'd be like, yo, cross the ball. And the guy's like, why well, fuck no, bro? Like, I, I can just take on my man. If Henri tells you cross the ball, there must be a reason why he's telling you cross the ball. So I think a lot of the players will, 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 you know, will follow his instructions a lot easier than if they had like any other guy. I think they they would be able to relate to him because he was a player at the highest level. Um, so you know, for him to tell them like, you know, this is the time where we need to go hard. This is the time where we need to calm down. This, you know, they would be able to relate because they know he's been there. Uh, where as another guy, he's, he's just another dude just giving you information, and it's your choice to take it or not. Where with Henri, there's some extra incentive to you know to take it in. I mean, this guy's a legend of the game, you know. So. Um, yeah, man. I think the 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 people who benefit the most from it is probably like the young players, um, and it's Monaco as well. So I'm guessing the whole squad will probably benefit from it. I think if you had to go to a bigger team, that's where it'd be a, a lot harder. You know, if you had to be at at a Madrid or at a Barca, it'll be a bit tough because they they are like real ballers there as well who will be able to question them and be like, no, I don't want to go on the byline. I want to take on my man because I'm this good at taking on my man. Uh, whereas in Monaco, you know, he's dealing with, with good players, but these guys want the cream of the crop. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for him, man. I know he's not going to win the league that I don't think he will because just PSG's front three, um, or front two nowadays, but uh, Neymar and Bappe combination is just ripping that league apart. These, they, they look like farmers. Like they, they're making those defenders look like farmers who play football on weekends, like for fun. It's that bad, right? Those two are just absolutely ripping teams apart. So I don't expect him to win the league. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's that type of league where two players can really make a difference. Two excellent players can make a difference. So and and Monaco have the buying power. You know now they've got a manager that players will want to come play for. So yeah, man, I'm excited for him. I don't expect him to stay there too long. I do expect him to eventually move on. Um, and, and hopefully, like in the next eight years or so, find himself at the Emirates. Okay. Well, I think, <clears throat> I think he made a very good choice in going to Monaco. Um, first of all, I think it's good that he was patient because just before that, I think he was supposed to go to Aston Villa, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, where was he supposed to go just before that? There was another team. Uh, it was also in France. Yeah, it was in France. It was Ren, not Ren, but Pellier. Bordeaux, Bordeaux, Bordeaux. Bordeaux, there we go, yeah. Uh, he was supposed to go to Bordeaux, and he didn't go, I think, because um, he wanted to find out, like, you know, would he get back in the transfer market? What was the financial state of the club? You know, like, there's a lot of things that he that he yeah. found be quite important and he passed on that opportunity and I actually thought Bordeaux would have been a great uh, a great fit for him no way over Monaco 
not over Monaco, just at that oh, time, okay. you know, um, okay. as a first as a first job, and then and then there was the possibility of Aston Villa. I think this was last week or two mm. weeks before. It was Aston Villa. Uh, same thing, you know. Spoke with the hierarchy, blah 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 blah, and he was just like, nah. You guys are just not going to do it for me. And then eventually landed at Monaco, you know. Already for me, just that little process that he went through, I think that was, uh, I think it was quite a good, uh, it's a good sign of him as a manager already. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like for him, it's important uh, who he's working for, where he's working, what resources will be available to him, what the vision of the club is, uh, so on and so forth. You know, because you look at guys like, you look at guys like Giggs, guys like even Frank Lampard, you know, even though Lampard's team is doing quite well. But I mean, um, those guys, like at the moment, no one wants to take Ryan Giggs. You know, Ryan Giggs is pretty much going, he's asking anyone who can give him a job to, you know, to give him a job. Lampard, did they... Just, 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 just on that note, on that note, right? Um, I think I think this this is extremely... Uh, relative to what's happening in football right now, and that's British players moving abroad. Do you not think that Lampard just does not have the draw internationally than foreign players do? Because Lampard would be at Derby when he could easily be coaching in La Liga or in Italy. He's that caliber of player, but because he's in, he spent his entire career in Britain. He doesn't have that international draw. You know what I mean? And I think that Giggs and a lot of them, the Gerrards, these guys are struggling with those with those things where they're going to manage at these small second division teams uh, until they can somehow get a big job in England, which always goes for the foreign manager anyway. Yeah. Um, and that's because they didn't spend some time playing internationally. Uh, you could be right. I didn't think about that. But yeah, you could be right. Um, because... I don't, yeah, I, I don't think... I don't think as a player... I don't think as a player, Guardiola was as good as Gerard. No, I don't know anyone who ever, who's ever put Guardiola above Gerard as a footballer. No, he, was ne- but he, wasn't, he, wasn't near, he wasn't near the level of, of Lampard and Gerard, you know? Um, yeah, but these guys will never learn, These guys will never land a gig yeah, internationally at a yeah, big club. But also, remember where Guardiola started. Pep started at Barcelona. Barcelona was always given yeah. the chance. If Pep went somewhere else, they might not have given him that same chance. You know what I mean? Because Pep was Pep was managing uh, the academy. He was managing La Masia, and uh, yeah. and that's why he got the gig at Barcelona. You know, which is fine because he turned out to be a great manager. But at the same time, you know, Pep wouldn't have made it. Like, let's say, for example, uh, let's say, for example, Iniesta or Xavi decide to become managers. If they come to England, they won't get a gig either. You know what I mean? I think. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think, I think that if, if Xavi became a manager, he would get a gig before, a bigger gig than either Gerard or Lampard. I don't think so. Because of his international name. Why? Because it might be the name, but those guys know nothing about English football. It's the same way, like you said, like you said now. For me, the reason why I like a Gerard and a Lampard 
don't get the other gigs is exactly what you said. They don't play in those other leagues. You know, they don't have that, that, uh, they, they don't have that draw that side, but those guys, as good as they were, they don't have not completely that type of draw on the English side. You know, for example, are you serious? Are you saying this knowing that not a single top six team has a British manager, right? Let me finish my point, bro. But you look at Henri. Henri played in England. He played in France. He played in Italy. He played in Spain. He played in America. His understanding of different leagues, you know, is much better than the other guys we've just mentioned. You look at Vieira. Same thing. Vieira played uh, France, played Italy twice, played England. Um, so he also has like this international, this more international feel to the game. You know what I mean? But uh, you know what doesn't help the English managers as well is guys like Gary Neville who just bombed out um, in Spain. <laughs> Gary Neville didn't make it in Spain, you know. Um, uh, Tony Adams was managing in Spain as well, remember? Uh, not that yeah. long ago. Also didn't work out. So, you know, and I think, and I think like in the rest of Europe, there's still a very like, like English football is seen as like a very, I don't want to say archaic, not old, but there's still that perception of, English football is English football, and then you have like continental football, which is a lot different. Because if you watch the Premier League as well, bro, I mean, it is just back and forth, up and down, hard tackles. Uh, you know, anyone can beat, like, it's that type of league, and that's why we love it, you know. But when it comes to the other leagues, when you see it in the Champions League, especially, like, it's just about technical ability and tactics. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that's a big reason why English teams why English teams these days don't make it uh don't make it too far in, in the in the Champions Leagues anymore. You know, so that perception of English football I think could be filtering over into the minds of people who are hiring uh in the rest of like continental Europe. Um, but mm. I, for me personally, if Xavi came to, like, let's say, same as Gerard and Lampard, haven't done any other managing, right? If Xavi, mm. if Xavi shows up at City, they won't take him. If he shows up at Chelsea, they won't take him. Liverpool, nope. The only team that would, might take him, I mean, Man United, but the only team that could maybe take a chance on him is Tottenham. You know mm. what I mean? If we're talking about like top six teams, Arsenal wouldn't. Uh, but then again, they almost took Arteta. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't say Arsenal wouldn't take him, but I, I don't I don't believe Arsenal would take him because that's why they didn't choose Arteta either. You know, Arteta was also just because uh, he was a former Arsenal player, former Arsenal captain, um, and you know I think they wanted a little bit of continuity with Arsenal Wenger leaving type of thing. Um, mm. But yeah, that's what I think, bro. I, I I think it I think it works both ways. But I I didn't think about it till you mentioned it now. I think you do make a good point in that uh, because they didn't. Oh great! 
uh, because they didn't play overseas. But I mean, it's great now that English players are, are slowly start, especially the young guns, right? It's good that those guys, because, um, you know, especially the the big six, these guys have got like fantastic academies, bro. They've got such good academies, but these kids are not being given a chance to play. Arsenal are at the top of the list, though, for, you know, like out of the big six that pushes through and gets uh, kids into the first team and gets kids, you know, their career. The, the problem, the problem with that is that, you know, yeah, we do a lot of those, but none of those kids become superstars. They, you know, they, none. They uh, don't, but also you need to think about, like, you need to think about the environment. I talk about specifically about Arsenal kids, though, hey? I'm talking about Arsenal kids. You need though, to yeah. think about the environment, especially in the last 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, they might have not become superstars, but why didn't they become superstars? Because as they remember the drought, like, as that drought was going, there was like less and less need for to develop kids because we needed to win something. You know, like that that need to win was just so big and the pressure at the club was so big. It was like, we had really great kids, but it just wasn't going to work out, dude. Like you can't tell me, let's say under, like let's say now, all right, let's say with Emery now in charge, right? Let's say we had Carlos Vela coming through Let's say we had, um, what's this boy's name? Serge Gnabry coming through. Let's say we had Fran Merida coming through. <laughs> bringing up old men, son. <laughs> I know, bringing up old men. Fran Merida coming through. Uh, who else would be good players in our academy? We've had some. Uh, now with Nelson. We've had some good players come out of our academy, like decent players come out of our academy, bro. And if they were just put in the right system and allowed to play enough games and they're nurtured correctly and there wasn't that pressure of of the drought, I think they could have become better players. You know, Canabri right now, I think he's playing quite well in the in the Bundesliga. Um, and yeah, I mean, look at Jack. If Jack didn't have the two and a half years of like, crazy injuries where he didn't play any football for almost three years. You know what I mean? You can't tell me that he couldn't have become a superstar. No. Well, what I would like to see Henri do is take a lot of the Arsenal youngsters that he's worked with, you know, and take them on, on loan to Monaco. Yeah, you know, and kind of give them a chance there. It would be dope, bro. I mean, I hear, I mean, I hear this Jaden Sancho kid's doing really well. And I haven't seen it once, but yeah, man. Yeah, everyone's raving about it. So I was actually thinking of checking out a like a YouTube clip on him and see and see what's up. And then apparently Reese Nelson is also playing well at Hoffenheim. Uh, apparently yeah. he's doing well as well at Hoffenheim, which I'm glad to hear. Um, I'm very, very happy to hear. So, I mean, you know, it's a little bit of a, of a mixed bag, but I mean, you look at fucking Chelsea's academy, bro. Oh, that's just they tanks, man. Built a whole team without spending a cent. If they had just, it's true, bro. If they had just, they had just pushed the academy through. But you know what I find, bro? Teams without any history, like Chelsea and Manchester City, 
they will never push their kids through. You know what I mean? Chelsea and Manchester City, yeah. those are teams that are trying to catch up to Arsenal, Liverpool, and Man U. So for them, they win yeah. every year. They're trying to rack up these trophies, bro, because these teams, you know, they have no history, especially City. Yeah. Chelsea was, has always been like a decent club, but Manchester City was nothing, bro. Nothing 10 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? And these guys are chasing trophies, dude. And I mean, from what I hear as well, Manchester City has like the best academy right now uh, in England and one of the best in the world. And apparently they're producing some tanks at Manchester City right now. Um, from what I understand, like City are looking to, you know, to not be so focused on like, 100 million for this guy, 80 million for that guy. Like, they still want to buy superstars, but only what mm-hmm. they want to be like filtering through filtering through these tanks. Um, out of their but, but going back to that whole thing about clubs with no history, but one thing that you know, I've also noticed of them is sure they can have that, that, that idea that they want to filter in young talent, and then they lose one game, and then it's like, well, 60 million will fix that problem that one lost so it's 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 weird because they'll be like well we bring up this young defender and then they concede three goals in one game and it's like well we can't use this young man we need to go get the 70 million defender so it's it's weird for those young players man yeah especially if you're, that's what i'm saying especially if you're at city or chelsea because those guys are just trying to play catch up to everyone else around europe you know to all other big teams so yeah, i don't know dude it's very very difficult for young players to come through Come through these big teams, you know. Uh, but Henri, learn some players, man. Take some players. We will be happy to give you some players, man. Away. Um, all right, let's move on to the next. Um, Austin Wenger. I don't know if you read the article he's put out. He had a he had an interview with with Bolt, uh, the German newspaper, and uh, basically said he's rested now and he's ready to come back to football. And he said, like, from the 1st of, he even gave a date, like, from the 1st of January, he's available uh, to be working again. He said he's had offers from clubs, he's had offers from national uh, national teams. He said he might maybe even think about going back to Japan um, and doing football there. So he says he's ready to come back. Um, for me... You know, if Homie wants to coach, I think that's cool. If he comes back, you know, he's, he's not the worst coach in the world. I think he's just, his time was up at Arsenal. Um, mm. And I've got three teams here that I think he might go back to. Okay. So I've got uh, Arsene Wenger managing the German national team. Okay, because they're bombing out at the moment. I think they've lost six games. I saw a video yesterday. They've lost six games this year in 2018. And that's the most in their history ever. Like in ever, ever. Germany's never lost six games in one year. So they've lost six games in one year. And I think things with uh, Jürgi Löw are not looking too good right now. So maybe he could be taking over the German national team. And then, very interesting, right? What if he goes to Real Madrid? Because Madrid are not doing well at the moment. Okay. 
And what if he goes to Bayern Munich? Because Bayern Munich are not doing good at the moment. Wow. Um, wow. Wow, wow, wow. If he goes to Bayern Munich, um, I'm going to just say that he sold, he sold that out in that 10 to. That was him applying ah, for a job. This guy. <laughs> that was too long ago, bro. That was him applying for a job. Uh, fuck that. He gave me nightmares. I mean, those Bayern Munich games will haunt me forever. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, what I would like to see is, is Wenger as the French national coach. I think that's the perfect fit. For, yeah, but he's not uh, going to be the coach now, bro. The Champs is doing fucking well with the team. You know, they're not playing like... Champs Shams is doing well, but I, I think we all need to understand, like, that Wenger in, in France is the pinnacle of management. You know, there's just that respect that he has that no other manager can get above him. And if he truly wanted that French job, all the Shams would have to do is lose one game. Maybe not even lose one game. Um you know, he just has that much respect in French, in France, and, and in French football. So I do see. I would ideally like him to be you know, the French manager. Uh, French manager, obviously, me being from like a French background, that's what I would like uh, personally. But yeah, man, I mean, it would be great to see Wenger on the touchline again. Um, I mean, at Madrid or Germany, it'd be cool. I don't really want the Bayern Munich move. Um, because I just think that Bayern is, is the Bundesliga is, is so messed up at the moment. You know, it's just so one-sided. I mean, Dortmund's doing bits and they're playing really well, but I still think Bayern Munich's going to win the league. Not and that's not unless, but not unless they change manager, dude. Bayern Munich's not doing well. You know, it's but it's just still they they could still even with this current manager. I mean, they still they only something like four or five points behind, and they haven't won a game in like four games, bro. You know what I mean? Like oh, in the right. Premier League, in, in the Premier League, if you lose two games, it's over for you, bro. Uh, so I don't really like the Bundesliga at the moment. I just feel like it's so one-sided. And you know, if Finger goes there and he wins a couple of of um, of trophies there, it's a false narrative. I like it when Wenger's challenging, actually challenging for trophies and you know, showing his skills and whatever, rather than just being handed trophies. Um, so I'd like to see him at Madrid. I'd like to take see him take on uh, Barca, the stronger team. I'd like to see him deal with bigger personalities than he had than he had at Arsenal, and see if he gets that respect um, there. Um, and yeah, Germany, Germany. The thing of international jobs, man, is you're not really pressured until it's time for an international tournament. So, I mean, that's how Southgate is still the manager of England. I mean, wait, how is Gareth Southgate? crying out loud um, because there's no pressure right now fucking Nations Cup what the fuck is the Nations <laughs> Cup um, no one no one no one can still explain it to me bro I'm like how did it start who what what is this Nations Cup but yeah I don't I, I would like to see him at Madrid I would like to see him at Madrid man that's that's the one place I'd like to see him okay. Madrid. all right or at United and then they lose every game and that don't like that all right, now uh, Arsenal did a U-turn on Ramsey's contract. Uh, they took the contract off the table for Aaron Ramsey. Mm. Now I wanted to ask you, whose fault do you think that is? Do you think uh, the players' fault? fault? 
I think it's the players' fault. Okay. I think it's the players' fault. You know, you're not dealing with Wenger anymore. You're not dealing with the Wenger regime anymore. So, you know, so all those old habits that he's used to, or you know, all those those things that he had seen before with Walcott's demanding, uh, Ozil demanding, and all that jazz, it's it's not those same guys, man. So I think he went in there. I wouldn't know. We, we can only speculate. But I think he went in there with the same attitude those guys had because it worked for them. And he just met Unai Emery. And Unai was like, no, dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> and the, to make it worse, the performances on the pitch didn't exactly help him either. Yeah, um, so I think it's the player's fault. I think the smartest thing Ramsey can do is go back to the club and be like, can we negotiate? Because, yeah, sure, I personally would like to see Wenger, uh, Ramsey stay. Wenger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wenger's still there. Uh, I'd personally like to see Ramsey stay um, because he is one of my favorites. But I also do think that, like, Una Emery can get the best out of him. And on top of that, he is that, that current leader in the team, if I can say. You know, he's been there 10 years. Probably the most respected player in the team. You know, where if he had to go somewhere and start all over again, uh, it's, it's, you know, he's, he's, he's reaching the twilight years of his career in the next five, six years. You know, why not? Stay somewhere where you establish. You could possibly be the captain. You know, you, 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 the team is moving in a new direction. Why not kind of be that guy who leads the team to in a new direction? You know, I think he just you know bites his his tongue and goes back and you know apologizes for his attitude or whatever the case may be. Put on some more performances on the pitch. I mean, that Fulham game, that that assist was really good. I didn't expect to, that pass for Aubameyang. Great pass. Um, he looked, yeah, he looked hungry, man. He looked hungry. Um, maybe change the way he plays a bit. Maybe not be too focused on scoring because we do have two lethal dudes in front now. So his responsibility shouldn't be scoring, but creating. You know, um, change his game up. I I think it's the players' fault, man. It really is the players' fault. Don't think it's the club's fault. I mean, guys like Adrian Rabio are are free in January. So, I mean, yeah. But now let me ask you. Where does he now fit into this team? You know, let's say he stays. Because at the moment, he doesn't have a place in the starting eleven. So even for him... Which is fine. Which is fine. You, you shouldn't have... You like, shouldn't... You know, that's fine. I mean, Jordan Henderson doesn't have a start. I always go back to Jordan Henderson. Because I think he's the perfect example when it comes to Ramsey. Because Jordan Henderson is a decent midfielder. He's not exactly the best. Definitely not the best in his team. Um, far from the best in the league. Um, but he's the leader. He's undeniably that guy who talks and the rest of the dressing room listen. He doesn't have to be on the pitch though. And that's exactly where Ramsey can be. I mean, Jordan Henderson's can run for 95 minutes, sprint for 95 minutes. He doesn't have to be on the pitch though. You know, and that's the Ramsey role that's available. You know, you don't have to always be on the pitch, but there's definitely a place for him in the squad. Yeah, but you know, it's difficult, bro. Like, if your contract is running down, why would you sign knowing that you're not going to be playing as much football as much? Where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? I mean, there's, there's, is he going to be in a better position at Liverpool? Have you seen Liverpool starting, like, midfield? <laughs> I mean, where is he? Like, let's be realistic now. He's, you know, he's going to go somewhere. And he's got, for example, there's talk of, like, oh, he's going to go to Juventus. Have you seen Juventus's midfield? Like, every team, bar... Let's say, uh, 
I can't think. I can't. Maybe AC Milan. He can uh, walk into the AC Milan midfield. He can probably walk into the AC Milan midfield. But every other top team, their midfield is just so jam-packed with talent and more talent and guys on the bench that are just as talented as the guys who are on the... Like, I don't know where he goes, man. He can go to United and he's not better than Fred. He's not better than Pogba. He's not better than Matic, you know. And these are the guys who start. On the bench, they've got uh, uh, Herrera and all these guys. He's probably on par with some of these guys. So... I don't know where he walks in, where he leaves, and he walks into the starting eleven. I mean, maybe he can go to Everton yeah. and get that. So then, it would mean a drop in a drop in quality of team if he left. Exactly. Exactly. Why? Yeah. So, so why drop? Why drop in, Why why go from Arsenal to Everton just to play a couple more games where you can stay in, at Arsenal, be the leader, but you know, occasionally have to sit on the bench once or twice. I mean. That's what happens at every big team. I mean, like, you know, I remember a couple of years back when we were trying to start, when we wanted to sign Fabregas and guys were like, oh, well, we've got Ozil. I'm like, why must we always have one star player? Why can we not have two? That's the difference between a good team and a great team. When, when, when Man City make a sub, they're taking off a tank for a tank. When we make a sub, you know, it's, 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 it's a really good player for a squad player. It's so obvious. <laughs> it's so, so obvious that the, the, the drop in quality of players, um, you know, so. Bench, you know, they've got Ilkay Kunduan, they've got Leroy. On the bench, bro. Real Jesus. Uh, and these are guys just eating, just eating bench. He's got so, bench, bro. John Stones. Have you have you seen like Man City like they've got the bench the guys behind the bench in, in like in in you know in cities uh, like you see like company and them in the in that crew there's always like a don <laughs> that, that that section never has like a, a, like this you know there's always like a real superstar like a G sitting in that section bro and that guy is probably on WhatsApp dog on Instagram while these guys are scoring goals dude. we don't have that <laughs> no we don't actually we don't. Oh, yeah, man. Ramsey must make the smart decision and, 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 and find a way to get the club to give him a contract. What if what if it's also that the manager just doesn't see him fitting in? Well, then that's unfortunate, bro. I, I, I've come to a place where I trust Unai Emery and if he doesn't feel that Ramsey fits, then that's, that's what it is. Like I said, I mean, Adrian Rabio. He's available in the free next season. Okay. And it was who was Rabio's previous manager, you know what I mean? A guy who actually put him in that starting eleven. Because before before Emre, Rabio was just a bit part player. Emre made him a starter and a star. So what I can see of, him calling him up. What kind of midfielder is uh what kind of midfielder is Rabio? Because a box to box midfielder. So then who does he replace? Xhaka? Xhaka, yeah. Okay. I know you wouldn't have any issues with that. No, none whatsoever. <laughs> he would replace Xhaka. He would replace Xhaka, but that now puts Ozil back in the number 10 role, and then that gives us an opportunity to put someone on the wing, like in Nairobi or someone. Oh, yeah. You know it would be smart? You know it would be smart if we sign uh, Rabio on a, on a pre-contract, right? Uh, in mm-hmm. January, which would be like a replacement for Ramsey in the new season, sell Ramsey in January, 
and use that money to get a winner, get another winner. That's 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 thinking ahead of Arsenal, bro. They they don't they don't operate in that level. That's bro. what we say, but you know, we've got a new CEO now, we've got a new manager. Sure. Sure. You know, think about I mean, those guys came in. The first thing they did was fix everything that we said needed to be fixed over the last six, seven years. Yeah. That's true. Straight away. It was like center back. Uh, right back, uh, holding midfielder, goalkeeper. One time, bro. One time. Just straight away. They didn't even waste any time. You know what I mean? So, for me now, at least it, it feels like it feels like there's people in charge who who understand football. So, it's not just executives that are like, yeah, 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 what do you need? Okay, give me the lift, whatever. It's guys who themselves are looking at the team and understand football. Yeah. They're like, okay, not just the coach is like, yeah, I need a winger. Those guys are also like, yeah, dude, I think you need a winger. Yeah. I mean, they understand football. They understand what the team needs. They understand uh, balance in the squad. You know, having a balanced squad, not too much of one. Because if you think about what's happened, uh, and it's been in a very short time, almost in almost 12 months, We've gotten rid of a lot of number tens. Plenty, you know, what I mean? almost all of them. We, we've only got like two now. Which is like the problem with Arsene Wenger teams is like too many number tens. You know, too many yeah. who are the same. You know what I mean? Uh, we've gotten rid. There's literally only two now. If you look at our central midfield, we've got like a holding midfielder, two box to box midfielders, and like yeah. number ten. You know. In fact, Ramsey, you could add him in, then you say three box box midfielders, and you've got Mkhitaryan and Ozil who are number 10s. You could say Wolby, yeah. I guess, maybe the natural number 10 as well, but, you know, for now, we put him under under the winger umbrella. So, like, yeah, yeah. so, I mean, you've got guys who understand uh, balancing of the squad as well, which is great, bro. Um, all right, cool, man. Yeah, they're solving the issues. But on but on the last one, last one on Ramsey, he just needs to look at his homeboy Wilshire. Um and 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 what's happening with Wilshire. I mean, Wilshire didn't make the starting eleven for West Ham's last game, and I don't think it was because of injury. <laughs> I just you know what I mean. So you're not even safe at lesser teams, bro. Yeah, true, eh? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So let's have a quick look at our next stretch of games. Bring it. Uh, so we've got Leicester on Monday. Win. Uh, we've got Sporting Lisbon next week Thursday. Destruction. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm going to be at that game, bro. Uh, I know you are. I'm so jealous. I'm so, so jealous. And I'm just thinking like, you know, I'm probably going to have to cover up my shirt. And if we if we pump those guys, <laughs> I'm not sitting. But I'm not sitting in the away stand. I'm sitting like I'm sitting like in and amongst uh, the rest. Oh. So <laughs> imagine we pump those guys. Imagine we pump those guys, and I can't celebrate. But I'm just gonna have to chill there in cognito. <laughs> and then only afterwards, you know, can I celebrate. 
Oh, are you, are you going to go on off the fan TV afterwards? Those guys, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's pretty crazy. Because, you know, I was also thinking like these, remember these guys, these fans attack their fucking team at training, dog. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what the fuck is he going to do to you, bruh? So, yeah. They might just chuck you onto the fucking pitch and rethinking that you pitch invading, bro. You're running away from a couple guys, dude. Yeah. So we've got Leicester, we've got Sporting. After that, we've got Crystal Palace away. Yeah, that's another win there. Uh, we've got Blackpool in the Carabao Cup on the Wednesday. That's so that's the next four games over the next. Wait, there's one more game. There's one more game. You haven't told. You haven't said. Yeah, not yet. Uh, there's four games over the next two weeks, and then after that, it's the big one at home against Liverpool. Whew. Third of November. Oh my gosh! The way I see it, like every game right now should literally be preparation for that Liverpool game. In terms of tactics, in terms of how we want to play that yeah. game. Every game right now should literally be all preparation for that Liverpool game. Because that Liverpool game could go one of two ways. Mm-hmm. And that's boost us morally or completely kill the momentum. Yeah. Like imagine they pump us again for an over. Exactly. That could just shatter the momentum. Because that would put everything that everyone's been saying about, no, we're just beating less teams. We're just lucky to win. That would make sense now because we've come up against a proper opponent and it just tore us apart. Whereas if we even drew like a good draw, like a 2-2 or 1-1, you know, and we played well, that would just skyrocket us morally, you know. And, and you know, that's where I definitely say top four is ours. You know, it, no one does you know, top that four. game, the most important thing in that game is the performance more than the result. The result also matters, bro. It matters. We can play well and get beaten 5-0. No, 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 no. I don't think we can play well. Dude, you can't play well and get beaten 5-0. What the fuck? Yeah, you can, bro. We played fucking well against Man U and lost the game, bro. We were tremendous against Man U and got pumped. When was this? When did we get pumped? Uh, The last game when, when the hair literally saved like 99 shots. Bro. Yeah, but they didn't pump us 5-0, bro. They didn't, but they, 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 they beat us. Like a good beating, if you had to see the scoreline alone, you'd be like, oh yeah, Arsenal got beaten again. They wouldn't know that the hair just had to transform into seven guys at the same time. I don't know, like, but like, let's say we lose 2-1 to Liverpool. 2-1 is good. 2-1 is good, bro, but 3-1 is a different story. You can still play really well and lose 3-1, bro. All that needs to happen is three counter-attacks, bro. You can dominate for 77 minutes, bro. Three counterattacks and there's three goals, bro. Uh, so I do think the result matters, bro. For me, it matters, but in the context of where we are at the moment, the performance matters more than the result for me. Nah, bro. No, no, no. That's just <laughs> that's you accepting a, a beating, bro. No, 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 bro. I'm just saying the performance matters, even if we win. The perf- how we win is going to be important, bro. Like how we beat Liverpool. You know, the performance matters more than the result because the progression of the progression of the team is on the performance, not just the results. You know, right now we've got the results. 
you know, yeah. like you said, we've only had the performance once, which was at Fulham. Yes. And look at, if you look at our games before that, we were happy, right? Let's yeah. say we beat Fulham the same way we won the other games. We wouldn't be as hyped as we are now. That performance, the actual performance, is what took everyone to the next level of excitement. It was the performance. It was how we played. You know, so performance is performance is important, bro. Performance is important. Whether we win or lose or draw, how we won and how we drew and how we lost. But performances are a tricky thing, bro, because we beat Everton and Everton were a better team than us. Let me put it. So let me put it to you this way, right? Look at the Chelsea game. Yeah, we played really well, bro, and took an L. But why were we so optimistic at the end of that game? Because of how we performed. Yes, we got pumped, and at times it looked like it was going to be 8 0. I know, it's fine, but. <laughs> but by the end of the game, it was the performance. It was the performance that had everyone saying, you know what, okay, fine. We lost 3 2, but. You know, we could have put these guys to the sword. We played well. We showed even in the second game of the season, like, all right, away. We can see what's coming now in the future. You know, but mm-hmm. that's that's just my opinion. That's my opinion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, man, these these four games are uh, they all winnable? They, we should win them all based on like the current form and the current performances. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, man, I, I think we should win all of them. The Leicester one's going to be tricky because, you know, that counter-attack yeah. is so real, yeah. bro. And Vaughn just sprinting at man. I think that fucking Socrates should whip him up those first 10 minutes of the game. Socrates, I don't know if Socrates is going to play, though. I think he picked up an injury in international duty. Uh, no, man. Yeah. I need that guy in the back line, bro. Yeah, they just check you. Such a I mean, the good thing is we're playing on Monday, so... I think he's going to be assessed over the weekend, and then we'll know. Personally, I don't trust. I don't trust Fadi running off, running at Mustafa. Yeah, but personally, I don't think he'll play, bro, because of how good Holden's been playing. I think, like we're we're just at a place where Una Emi is not, um, you know, like it doesn't have to rush anyone back because at the moment yeah. the options are good, you know. If need if 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 he's really worried, you should put in Lefstein or Montreal at centre back. It's not the end of the world, you know. Um so yeah. All right, cool man. All right, so let's wrap this up. Uh starting eleven and prediction for the Monday game against Leicester. Leno and goal. Uh-huh. Bellerin at right back. Yeah. Mustafi and holding. Monreal, Xhaka and Torreira in midfield, Ozil at the 10, uh, Iwobi, Aubameyang on the wings, and Lacazette holding it down like he has been up front. <laughs> uh, I've got pretty much the exact same team. The only one I change is Kolasinac at left back. He's just come back. Yeah, but he needs to play though. You know what I mean? The tank against Vardy, bro. Tank, Calm down. The tank bro. needs to play, bro. Kolasinac must play. I think Monreal needs to chill a little bit. Um, but otherwise, I've got the exact same team. Uh, Have you seen the left back from Leicester? 
Chewell. Chewell. No, I'm going to know him from FIFA. I've never seen bro, he is so good, bro. I heard he had a good performance for England uh, over the week. He is so good, bro. Like, I don't see why he's not, like, the Monreal replacement long-term. Chilwell. Yeah, no, I haven't seen him play. I watched, I watched them play recently, man. Leicester, the previous game, I don't remember who they played. The guy looks so good going forward, so comfortable defending. He's taking on defenders as if they're fucking school kids, crossing well, attacking well. He looks like he's going to give us a hard time, man. So Bellerin better watch out. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Looks like Luke Shaw pre-injury. Okay, away. Away. All right, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss the game though on Monday. I won't be able to watch the game, um, so I'm gonna have to probably hear the report back from you. I will watch the highlights uh, afterwards, but I won't be able to watch the game on Monday. So I'm gonna have to hear your full match report. Um, <laughs> My full match. I'll take notes. I'll take notes. Um. Otherwise, yeah, that's it, man. Prediction scoreline. Uh, against Leicester, hey man, I'm I'm an I'm an Arsenal supporter. I believe in not conceding, um, but you know because we Arsenal, we always concede. So three one, three one to Arsenal. My prediction will be, and they're gonna score first. Oof, I don't like that. No, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> no, I don't think they'll score at all. I think Arsenal will keep a clean sheet. I think it will be Leno's best game as an actual goalkeeper, like in terms of making saves. As an actual goalkeeper. Uh, I will say 2 0 to Arsenal. You forgetting who you support, man. 2 0. That back line. 2 0 to Arsenal. I don't care. 2 (laughs) 0. 2 0 to Arsenal. Um, all right, that's it, man. Um, that's, 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 that's that. So, yeah, uh, it's a good weekend of games coming up. Uh, big game tomorrow, obviously. And then uh, the game on Monday. Thanks, all the listeners. Um, catch you guys next week. Oh, wait, brother. All right. Peace, man. Peace, bro. Peace.